The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Before we get started, let's say hi to Astro. <laughs> Astro and I cool outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hope everybody's doing good. <sighs> um, chat room, people are starting to show up. So let's say hi, Cindy. Lady Lake is in the chat room. Thank you so much for all your promotional help. Uh, Jeff Caperton, what's up, superstar? Don Hinton is in the chat room. We're going to have a really good time today uh, on the show. We have... Um, Ziggy and Paul Gunn coming on, and uh, we love them, and we haven't actually seen them since Halloween. And uh, and then we have Paul C. Hemmys coming on, and uh, so it should be a fun show, um, and I'm looking forward to it. And we had a – are you going to tell them about Astro or no? Yeah, what well, well, is not a secret. Astro had his teeth pulled out. He's only got four left. Five. Five, because he had bad gums and bad teeth, which I found out is hereditary. So his parents must have had rotten mouth, but he's healthy and happy. And we had him cut down. So now he lost all his beautiful hair and he looks like a rodent, but we love him just the same. So he had 24 teeth and now he has five. And, and it was a nightmare for my, me because, you know, they could die under the anesthesia. They're little. Little dogs don't take anesthesia well. So I had a very horrific yesterday. Monday. Monday. And I'm still sick with this, whatever it is that my daughter and I have. As you can tell, I'm not well. Uh, my eyes are burning. Uh, my nose is stuffed. I'm dizzy. And we found out from some people that Jimmy saw last night at dinner, they have the same thing. They're dizzy. And they said it's because of the dust in the desert. The, the desert is full of dust. Oh, so what am I going to do? I have to suffer the season out until uh, whatever. So Jeff says they had to do the same thing with their Bichon, Roxy. They had to get the teeth taken out. And we were a nervous wreck on Monday. We're so happy he came out happy and yeah. happy and healthy and, and wonderful beautiful. and beautiful. And his hair will grow back soon. And Speaking uh, of hair, if I had eyelashes and earrings on now, I could be doing drag. I mean, this is like a woman's hairdo. You could be B. Arthur. No, you know how many women would kill to have my hair? Because all they do is get out of the shower, go like that, and they have a hairdo. Look at this. It's a beautiful hairdo. I used to do this hairdo when I was a hairdresser. A little fuller on the top, you know, tease it up a little. But picture now with earrings. I mean, I could look like an ugly woman. 
<laughs> I used to be a pretty one, but now we're ugly. Actually, too, Dawn's in that chat room, and she always likes watches, and so show her your watch. Oh, this is my Versace wristwatch that Jimmy gave me for uh, Christmas. So it matches my shirt. It's Citron. And also matches his car. <laughs> it matches my car, and it's gold. You know, the whole thing is real gold. They thought B. Arthur was a funny thing. <laughs> well, I, I could, you know, I look like B. Arthur. <laughs> You know, seriously, somebody said if they do silver foxes, you know, they take off on the Golden Girls, that I should play the part of the male lead. But, you know, we don't have to look like a man. She was easy to impersonate because yes, she's she, big like a man, tall, big, broad. I met her. I met her a hundred years ago. I met her. I, I was next to her and smiled. She was our captain for our gay pride parade in Palm Springs about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, maybe. And um, I, I, I met her. Hello, how are you? Be nice. I like your work. Goodbye. That's funny as shit. <laughs> that was it. But she was very nice to all of us. So I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show every week. Um, you know, every week they come out with new rankings of where we actually sit and, uh, Number one, I found out yesterday, last night, that we are in the top half of 1% of all podcasts in the world. And there are, and it says, according to this thing online that I Googled and found, there are 3.2, almost 3.3 million podcasts, and we're in the top half of 1%, uh, which is really mean? cool. What does that mean? It means out of 3 million, you're in like the top. I don't know what's the half of one. What's one percent of three million? Three million is like you're I in like have no idea what they talk. Anyway, about. you're in the top podcast in the world, number one. I'm on the. Um, t- I'm the best in the world. And, School them. Okay, you can be the best in the world. And then um, I took another picture. Hold on, where to go? Uh, here we go. And so right now, you guys were uh, number seventeen in the United States, number nine in Great Britain for. Uh, TV and film podcast. We're number 233 overall. We're also uh, in ca- charting in Canada and Germany. So this week we're only charting in five places, but our numbers went up. And uh, and we're right behind. Um, we're like, we're, uh, what number did I say we are? We are. Uh, this is boring. No, it's not boring. We're number nine. So cares. what's the guy? What's the famous British guy? TV host? Graham Norton. So we're only eight spots behind Graham Norton, you guys. Um, which is pretty big since he's like one of the Meanwhile, biggest nobody's interested in this bullshit. It's like you're watching television and they say Biden is 12 and Trump is 40. You know, all that garbage. Who cares? They're all fixed phonies and liars anyway. Whoever, whoever becomes president, there's no such thing as honesty anymore in this country. No, it's honesty is gone. Wake up, America. We're under, we're under some kind of an invasion or something. In the meantime... We also, uh, uh, our guests will be here. They're here, but we're going to, we have to finish going over some stuff. I feel uh, like shit. I don't think I'm going to give you a good show. So don't, so don't, don't, uh, don't get upset. Then nobody's going to get what it. I look like. I look like an old lady. That's okay. So fluff your hair a little. Fluff, if I, 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 <laughs> my hair's very curly. If I do this, look what I want. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Look do what that. I wind up with. I mean, forget it. Look at it. I look like a mad scientist. You know, I should wear my hair. I like said we this. look like an Easter basket because I've got pink and green glasses. No, on. <laughs> but I should I should wear my hair like this when I make that movie, River Red River. If I decide to play the professor, 
You could be a mad professor. The, the scientist, if I put glasses on now with this, I could look like a wild scientist. Now you maybe look like a jerk. No, you look fabulous. Get out of here, Jimmy. Fabulous. This looks. You remember those dolls you used to put in the car years ago? Yeah, the Ziggy dolls. Who? Ziggy dolls. I don't know what else they call. We call them Ziggy dolls. When no, I was they were little never should. Like trolls. They were never they were like little troll dolls with big hair. Yeah, troll dolls, never should dolls. That's what I look like. Look, I can never should. Cindy says she loves the hair. Look. Jeff Caperson says, says you now you look like Ron Einstein. <laughs> Ron Einstein. <laughs> I mean, really. Let's see what we could do with it. So in the meantime, you guys, thanks for tuning in. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. Um, those are the main ones. We're on 160 other ones, um, and we appreciate everybody like listening. And if you're going to listen to us, listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts because that's the best one for us. It really helps us out a lot. And um, uh, we do have two fun guests coming on. Um, yes, and I thought the interview with uh, what's her face, kind there, uh, Rosalind, Rosalind Kind was a wonderful interview. Was one of my favorite that I enjoyed doing. Uh, it only got like how many? We only got no. We only got a million plays so far. A million plays. I'm surprised it only got a million plays. That's like, well, we have to wait till the end of the month to to get all the. But I hate all these things that we have to have. Why do we have to have all these polls for this is that and the other? What are we a nut country now? Now we're a country of polls. No, it's not polls. Yeah, New York has got twenty percent of this. The other one has thirty. Everything is a percentage. Well, if you want to find out how popular you are to get guests, you have to be popular, and so. No, but I don't need some jerky organization to find out how popular I am. It's not a jerky organization. You know how popular you are by your fan mail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why are you laughing? Well. I get tons of fan mail. Well, what, what, the way we, they actually said they liked her a lot last week. They loved her last week. So uh, so who knows? You don't get any fan, fan mail, but I get fan mail. Um, I do get fan mail, but it's not on Facebook and in other places because I'm not that popular on Facebook. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm popular in other places. Um, I'm very popular on Facebook. I've got 5,000 followers consistently. Okay. If somebody leaves, there's always somebody jumping in. Yeah, I, I have I, a list a mile long of people who want to be my friend on Facebook. That's good. Because I'm nice. I'm nice, too. You're not on Facebook. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you're a greedy little... I only have 3,000. You're, you're a greedy communist. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> anyway... Um, uh, oh, I look like shit. I feel like shit. I should really go get a mask. Can I do the show with a Halloween no, mask? No, you on? can't do the show. You're fine. Hey, you know what? The fact that you're the show must go on and that you're here, that's that's all that matters. I'm not here. My my body's here, but my mind just left. That's okay. So we're gonna bring on our first guests. And let's bring, is that my Ziggy? Bring him in, Ziggy Maybe, and Paul. Ziggy. Yeah, Paul's all right, but Ziggy's my honey. <laughs> my honey, look at her look like a 1950s glamour pot. Look at you. I hate you. Look at you. You're gorgeous. You know what, Ron? No, get out of here, Paul. We don't care about it. <laughs> I'm turning you up. He's turning you up. He's Sit down, Paul. You guys look fabulous, by who the way. Who cares about Paul? Ron, I looked up Jane Russell's looks, and this was absolutely. one of her iconic looks. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm Ziggy Russell today. That was her 
what the opening, uh, not opening, that was her dance when she did that in the Bob Hope film. <laughs> uh, with did you hear what she said? I'm Ziggy Russell today. Yeah, <laughs> like Jane Russell if she had dark hair. Yes. And, who, and he looks like the boy. We don't like him anymore. <laughs> Ziggy, you know why I'm not happy with him. Why? She knows why. I'm like I mother. I'm Ziggy's father uh, and married, mother. Probably. <laughs> I'm Ziggy's father and mother. And I watch <laughs> and I watch over my girl. And I say to my girl, don't you dare be a mattress for anybody. <laughs> if, Paul, if, if no there's no ring, the if there's no ring, there's no dingaling. Say hi. <laughs> now, first of all, let's do an about Meanwhile, welcome. you look gorgeous, Paul. <laughs> oh, thank you. I just threw this stuff on. You look great. Like you look yeah. Yeah. We usually always see you naked. Nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. <laughs> Actors, directors, producers, they're like basically performers in the industry. They do everything. They're fantastic. Welcome Ziggy and Paul Gunn. Welcome and they're back, very Ron. special thank people you. in my life. I love we love you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. So we actually uh, haven't seen you guys since Halloween. It's since the Halloween while, yeah. and Adam Tussauds. I know you guys have tons of cool stuff going on because I talked to this guy. Uh, he, he follows me on TikTok. And now I don't remember his name. But he's got a movie, Smile Maker. And so he asked if he could call me and talk to me. And... And I said yes, and he said that like that you guys were in that somehow a part of the film. Are you uh, still? Maybe it was not. Probably Mikey, right? Mikey Tiffany. Yes. Okay, Mikey. We'll, give, we'll give a shout out to him because yes. he's really cool. Yeah, Mikey. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, does well, that mean you're not involved with it anymore? What's that? I mean, does that mean you're not involved with it anymore? No. Um, uh, yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> Mikey is still yeah. awesome. Shout out to him too. You know, mm -hmm. but. Um, we are uh, forming our own production company and uh, teaming up with uh, Chris Ross Leon and yes. um, Jack, Jack Fela, and uh, we're making our own movies. So, and you're going to be a director. Yes, yes. Congratulations! That's actually why I was bringing it up is because I thought you were directing that. So you're going to direct something else that'll be better. And, yes. Yeah. And Paul will be in it. And I'm super <laughs> probably yeah. excited for you guys to start doing your own projects. I think that's fantastic. Oh yeah, it's this way past due time. So um, we've been doing some writing, and uh, uh, gosh, Chris has like forty scripts, and I know you guys have a lot of scripts too. Maybe we'll take a look at yours. Yeah. And we have a time. We have so much work ahead that I don't know when it's going to start. But yeah. when it starts, we're going to be. I'm going to be on two pictures at the same time, and I'll be eighty-four years old when I'm when I do oh. it. All so, right, you go, Ron. Eighty-four right. years old. <laughs> And doing two pictures at the same time. Wow. How about three? <laughs> no, I actually no, no, have. That's like insane. You know, you don't do that. And one picture's in New York and one is in California. Oh, so wow. well, I have I have a, a roller skates and I skate back and forth from L.A. to New York. <laughs> and New York. That is so awesome. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So what kind of so for your first of all, do you does your production company have a name? We're coming up with some ideas. Yeah, we're brainstorming. Okay, so we don't have a name yet. It's a it's a hard thing to come up with because you're going to live with it for a long time. So you want it, it to be, be a good one. Ziggy and Twiggy. 
Ziggy and Twiggy. Ziggy and Twiggy. <laughs> are you guys gonna? What kind of genre are you gonna do? All genres? Or are you gonna? Because I know right now you you guys are in a lot of horror movies. Are you gonna stick yeah, with yeah, horror? We're, gonna be, um, we're not going to do horror. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, we're. Um, I, I'm more action and adventure kind of person and sci-fi. And that Paul keeps getting cuter and cuter. What are oh. you doing to him, Ziggy? Covering my giving him facials. Like are you giving him bun facials? Lots of facials. Bun facials. Uh, because, you, know, you know what a mouth hug is? No. <laughs> Actually, he's seen a bun facial. A, a bun facial. You know buns? Like uh, sitting on his face. Sitting on his face. <laughs> okay. Years ago. In that regular position. When I, was a, when I was a young fellow, when I was a young fellow, we used to say that when we wanted to be mean. We'd say, okay, over, come over here. Let me sit on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and that man, shut up. I, I'll start using that. Um, Ziggy, how do you, I mean, Paul, how do you put up with Ziggs? She's oh. so crazy and wild and fabulous. <laughs> Take a deep breath and just uh, embrace what's coming. Somewhere <laughs> no, in there, there's stuff to laugh. You're, you're, <laughs> so, you're so serious and quiet and, and sensible. And she's... Oh, oh you don't know him very well. <laughs> I don't think he's serious. It just well, depends. No, listen, nobody could be like Zig. Like Pretty not his fun side. Yeah. Joanna, Joanna has a personality that goes beyond personalities. <laughs> company. If I know I'm going to be in her company, you know how excited I get. Because I know I'm going to have fun. Because she's yeah, up. You, you are guys are up. rock stars, you know. Yeah. No, no, but I, let's not make it a, a rim job conversation. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, you really are a fun girl. By the way, everybody in the chat room loves how you guys are dressed up. They absolutely love Jane it. Jane Russell and, and um, Brad Pitt. One of the one of the girls in the chat room. Her name is Dawn Hinn. She loves you guys. Oh, so if yeah. you guys, say yeah. hi to Dawn. Say hi. Thank you. To Dawn. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. She loves you guys. When I <laughs> the thing yesterday, you were coming on. She got all excited. She sends me messages on Instagram. Oh my god, no, that's but so the great. The thing I love most about. The blood, my tomato. I haven't called it. <laughs> the thing I love most about the tomato is she grabs life by the balls and pulls it also. But <laughs> <laughs> balls is my favorite word. When there's balls is her balls favorite just word. Shaking it so quietly. No, and she makes the best out of everything. Do you ever have a depressed moment, Joanne? Oh, Joanne. Yeah. You know, everyone has, has those moments, but um, I, I like to wake up singing and dancing, and it just makes the whole day fantastic. So I think everybody should do that. <laughs> I think you I think you should write a book, seriously, on how to be happy. Because you yeah. are, even if you're not happy, you, you trick yourself into thinking you're happy. Yeah, um, yeah I studied a lot of psychology, and, um, well, happiness is a choice. You know, you can actually... Choose to, to be happy and do what you love and be around the people that you love. And the older you get, the more important that is to, you know, only work with the people that you want to work with and that treat you right. Uh, the others can go fly hot, you know. <laughs> well, sometimes you have to work with people you hate, but, you you, you know, you, you for the sake of the movie, you smile. That, that, that's why we're, we're doing our own, and uh, yeah. we're just bringing, bringing the people we want to work with, and we'd so love to have you guys um, involved. That We would be so honored, honestly. 
I don't know. It's like fun. I like the fact that you guys want to do different genres. So, Paul, do you know how, how, how to do sword work? Have you ever worked with swords? Because I've seen pictures of you with swords. I uh, I was in a medieval stunt show in Vegas for about uh, 12 years. And uh, then, that, it, you know, I, I had to learn sword fighting there. And then I when I moved to... Um, to Los Angeles from Vegas. Uh, the first show I got in LA uh, at that time was the Pirates Dinner Adventure Show. Yes, yeah, so you look like. So, well, I'm sitting here since the show opened and thinking, who do you look like? And you look like him. I look like him. The guy with the earplug that, does, that doesn't. Johnny like Depp. Johnny Depp. <laughs> like Johnny Depp when he does that pirate film. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't he look like Johnny Depp? Oh, the, it's, the, it's the facial hair. Yeah, I see. Really? Yeah, you really, I you really look, everybody out there that's watching, if he doesn't look like Johnny Depp, yell fuck you. I don't think he looks like Johnny Depp. I think he looks, I think he looks yes, on the type. I don't know. On I the think type. he like Johnny Depp in that movie. Yeah. Like you know, you. Johnny Depp doesn't uh, like to uh, memorize scripts. You know that. Oh, yeah. He hates it. He doesn't even read them. He just goes on the set, and they have an earplug, and they give him his lines. Like oh, I that's, got. Yeah, that's what they, they do to a lot of the... I got, that's what I do now. I'm so wonderful on a set. I could do a f- 37 pages nonstop without one... Fantastic. I love it. Because I'm listening, so I, I can't screw up. But if I didn't have the earplug... I, I'm in one movie with Joe Kelly. I couldn't get the. Uh, They're in it. Uh, I don't think Ziggy's in it, but you're in Cloud Hotel Paul, Paul's too. Paul's in it. Yeah, yeah. Paul's in it. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, in my scene, I'm General Milan, and the line was something about what were they? Bit bits? What were they called? Oh, uh, bitcoins. Bitcoins. Oh. I had never heard the word bitcoin in my life. He couldn't figure it out. He couldn't and remember. I, it. Know what it was, and I couldn't remember that goddamn word for the life. <laughs> and we kept doing take over take, and I kept saying, "What the fuck is that thing called? What is it anyway?" They said it's a Bitcoin. So uh, Joe, uh, think, we have to really worry about it. Uh. No, Joe, Joe, Joe shows me a Bitcoin. I said, "What good is that going to do?" I still not gonna remember it. So finally, when I got it, they applauded. <laughs> uh, good. Yeah. Did you ever have that where one word screws you up? I, one stupid word could screw you up. I'm trying to think. I, I'm, I'm sure there has been one. I just can't remember. Uh, Polyphonies. What? Polyphonies. What the hell is that? Polyphonies. <laughs> A polypony? I got that from the honeymooners. <laughs> what did she get? You have to say polyphonies, and, and Norton says polyphonies. Oh, somebody was supposed to say polypony? And, and yeah, all the honeymooners. <laughs> and he says Pelopanes is like Pelopanes. Pelopanes. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I've heard other actors uh, say winners. I mean, really humdingers. Who was it that was something about? They thought they said hoard. They called her a whore. Uh, hoarder. A hoarder. A hoarder. <laughs> they called for some reason. She. They said, "Oh, you're a hoarder," and she thought they said, "You're a whore." Uh, well, she well, said, you know, so I, she said, I'm not a whore. <laughs> anyway, and I, he goes, I am not. 
right? Uh, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, and uh, Castro hasn't any teeth. They yeah. took his teeth out. So wait, I want to go back. Okay, so so because you guys have a whole bunch of things that you guys have been doing, and and also um, uh, a bunch of movies are out now. Like because like I'm on Tubi and I see all these movies, and I know you guys are in a bunch of these different films that are out, which I think is really cool. Um, um, and you have a movie coming out. I actually put two. Tra I actually have two trailers just because because uh, they're things that you're in. Camp Pleasant Lake. I want to hear a little bit about Camp Pleasant Lake because what a great cast. Uh, oh, and, yeah. And now, are you both in that, or only one of you in it? I, no, I, I was in. I, I got Paul on that one too. Okay. <laughs> I, I get no, him on all my projects. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, that's and, smart. But and yeah, and yeah, vice versa too. Uh, can't can't Pleasantly. Well, um, <clears throat> and that was actually a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we were in, uh, with Robert Lozardo. Um, what was the other? Um, yeah, I wrote it down. I, Jonathan Lipnicki, who I've never met. I would like yes. to meet. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, um, and Bonnie Michael, Aaron's was so Michael cool. Perret. We're doing a movie, hopefully, with Bonnie Aaron soon. Oh, um, really? Robert Lozardo, Devaney Penn, Jackson Everest, Mike Ferguson, Andrew Devoff. So I've met everybody but Bonnie Aaron's and Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah, you'll love them. They're, they're really amazing people. So Jonathan Lipnicki is the little kid. Do you remember the movie Jerry Maguire? No. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, he was a little kid in Jerry Maguire. He stole yeah. the whole movie. Yeah. Tom, huge Tom Cruise movie. Um, and uh, was he nice? Yeah, yeah, he, he was. Uh, yeah, he's a well, sweetheart. I mean, we like our. I, I don't believe he was on set when we had our scene. Well, he he was, but he wasn't in our scene. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, but you if he was a prick, you wouldn't say he was a prick, right? No, yeah. I would. I was gonna say I met, I met him when he was a little kid. During Golden Globes, in the late 90s, I was here uh, dancing and, and learning shows for Princess Cruise Lines. And all the dancers found out about where, like, uh, the Golden Globes were taking place. So we all got dressed and took a cab over there and just Rated it. Yeah, walked in as if we knew where we're going and what we're doing. And it was, the, the gal was just kind of letting out. And... First, Brad Pitt comes up, and I'm like frozen, just going, "Oh my God, that's Brad Pitt! I think that's Brad Pitt. That's got to be Brad Pitt. That's got to be, yeah, yep, that was Brad Pitt." And then watched him walk off. And then I was afraid to talk to him, so okay, it was like uh, I'll get somebody's signature. And then up comes Jonathan Lipnicki, and he's like, you know, still short, still a kid. And uh, I was like, "Hey, can you sign my?" My notebook for me, like sure, and then he signed it, and then uh, quick sign this. Didn't have a camera back then. I, I think like, we're in a movie, Paul. I think you and I are in a movie again. Oh yeah. Are you in Clown Three? I I have not been told that I was in, in Clown huh? Three. I I haven't been told that I was in Clown Three, so I don't think so. I, I, well, I'm going to tell Joe you should be. Otherwise, oh, okay. Well, I'm, well, I'm making the uh, costume for the. <laughs> for clowny, little clowny. <laughs> oh, are you really? Yeah. yeah. Are you in clowny, either one of you guys? Oh, probably. He's probably going to throw us in. Ron, 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 actually, <laughs> Ron plays the grandfather, right? Oh, the grandfather? Oh, He's yeah. the grandfather. Oh, oh, and Donna Lee Heising plays his wife. What we had to do with Donna. What we had to do with the, She plays the grandmother. Now, you know what Donna <laughs> usually looks like. A mermaid, right? She looks like a drag queen in it as a mermaid. She's yes, outrageous. Yes. <laughs> in, 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 you know, in her, so we had to tone her down. Yeah. So we said, Donna, please look like my wife. We're a suburban couple. <laughs> <laughs> you can't come. 
like your dress, you know. You got we're just a little ordinary, little little man and woman. So she comes in a mini dress with a white fox. <laughs> she still looked like a Hollywood hooker or a glamour girl. So I looked at her, I said, could we somehow make this less? Uh-huh. And she fixed her hair like normal, sort of, like uh-huh. a little old lady-ish. And I think she was very uncomfortable with looking normal. But I said, now you look like you might be my wife. Mm-hmm. People can imagine now that I'm some like mafia guy and I picked up this tomato and, <laughs> and I married her, you know. Uh, like, like a Jane Russell. She changed the whole demeanor of the movie. <laughs> but, you know, what do you expect from Donna? Housewife? Oh. Oh. How is <laughs> that's, like, that's like asking Ziggy to be in a movie and to play my wife. I mean, how could oh, you I, I, I'm a woman of a thousand and one faces because I want a one-up launch. I know, but you would be unhappy. We'd have to dress you down. Oh, no. I I, I played a scientist recently where I I, I, I look totally different, and, and I love transforming myself to look totally different so no one recognizes me. That Then I've uh, succeeded. So, so really, yeah, like... Uh, Thousand and one faces. I think I'm getting close now. So, <laughs> yeah, but Donna, Donna wasn't happy with looking sort of her tits weren't out, and she, <laughs> and, and um, she, I, I know she was very like, unhappy about I want the tits that. to be out, you know, because <laughs> balls out to sell. I love that. that. I, love that. <laughs> no, I would work with Donna again. She <laughs> won't work with me because oh, I almost made her pee in her pants, you know. Oh, she will. Oh my God! We're in the car. She loves you. We are. Yeah. We're, we're, in the, we're in the car, and I'm driving. The roads are icy. We just left my son's house, and suddenly the brake on my car jammed or something, and my oh. car was out of control. So now, what do I do? I make my car go out of control. Joe Kelly is in the back with the camera screaming. She's screaming hysterically because she's terrified. They all think the car's going to crash. Because I made wheelies, you know, did two wheel. So finally, when it was over, Donna said, I think I beat myself. <laughs> I said, okay. She said, you're crazy. You tried to kill us. I said, I didn't try to kill us. But the camera's behind me. The car's going out of control. What do you oh want me to do? Go straight, right? The car's skidding on ice. Because now what they did with CGI, they added the ice to the road oh. to make the road treacherous. Of course, oh the, road, the road that we were on was the little neighborhood was safe. So, wow. but she was dead stiff. So I was in the back seat of the car, <laughs> and <laughs> I get up. car sick very easily. Oh, Throw it up. <laughs> and uh, they're peeing and vomiting. And in I the literally car. They had to stop the car so I could get out of the car and throw no, up. He was shaking back and forth, and Donna was screaming, and it was terrible. But Joe oh. Kelly loved it. He said, what's in the can is so fabulous because it's so real. Yeah, yeah. she was human and <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, all right, good take. Good take. <laughs> That's like old well, school. You know, wouldn't you do, Paul, if you were driving, wouldn't you do the same thing? Uh, probably. The script says car is out of control. Mm-hmm. So I read it. Oh, car's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, well, was I, I drove a stunt car in Con Air years ago, so I know that. Uh, well, we couldn't afford a stunt or a driver, so I figured <laughs> we our own stunt. It was not uh, dangerous. It was just a bunch of chicken faggots. It was not <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> right, right. It was not. It was not. 
All I did was this. Look, I made S's. I went over to the curve, and then I cut it this way and cut it so that we would be shaking, you know, with the the cameras. Method actor. You're a method actor. Joe loved it. Joe said it really is great. He's so excited to add the snow and the ice to it. That's fantastic. I love it. It was fun, though. And I love the little clowny doll. The little clowny doll is fun. Um, (laughs) It was a good shot. I enjoyed that. Yeah, because I become clowny. Actually, the reason... The reason I asked you about the sword thing, the reason I asked you about the sword thing is because I'm doing a, um, uh, I'm doing Ron's in it. I'm doing a movie called Zombie with a Shotgun Reloaded. And, oh, I, uh, I saw something about it. Yeah. And uh, and like yesterday, the stunt, uh, the lady who's like in charge of our stunts or whatever, is saying, you know, like that we're going to need to bring in some people, some stunt people who could actually, you know, look good, you know, with the sword thing, like what know what they're doing and stuff. And I was like, I think I know somebody who might, you know, might know that. So, so we'll see if we can. I'll see if I. I, I, have, my sword too. <laughs> I have a bunch of really cool projects, and if I can bring you guys in them once we get to the point where we've got money, you know, you know, basically, as you guys, I'm sure you know, raising money for these projects is the hardest thing. Casting them is fun, and casting them is easy. You know, writing but them is fun, but finding money something. is not. In private, when Jimmy and I talk about our friends, I say, friendship is a wonderful thing, but we're not going to hire people based on friendship. Because they may stink as an actor. Exactly. No. Hire, then you get we hire it. our friends. We hire our friends that can act. Yes. No. So I want you to know when you're hired, it's not because we love you. We do that too, but it's because you know what you're doing. Yeah. Not, no. So we're the same way for our, for our projects. Like we want them to be epic. We want them to be really good. So yeah, we're yeah, only going to hire people that we know uh, can can handle the role. Handle it. Yeah. I won't work with anybody that I can't. I was in a movie, which I will not mention because I don't like the director. You know who I'm talking about, but I won't make it public. And I had a scene with someone and the person stood there. I don't know if it was deliberate or just they had a a moment of, of a coma or a brain fart. I don't know what it was, but they absolutely did not respond to my lines. Oh, that's the worst. Then they're not going to be anything. I felt like I was overacting. I felt like I was. My part was very, very intense. And it was a long, long dialogue about there's no such thing as the monster in the creek. You killed your brother. Who are you lying? You know, it was that kind of an intensity. And he said to me, Oh, you're a bastard. And I looked at the camera and the producer. I said, After all of that, I'm a bastard. He should have punched me or been, he should have jumped from his chair and said something vicious. I mean, I was insulting this moron anyway. Yeah. Oh my God, getting reactions from some people. It's like, I I won't work with you. I won't work with people who, who are not generous and who are not working for the good of the movie. Yeah. Thank you. If I know that you're not, if I know you're working for yourself, Yes. And not for the movie. I tell Jimmy, forget it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we're all about that. Oh, my. It's for God, the good. I can't believe some of the, the self-centered people. Well, you know. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the whole picture has to be, everything has to be great. And, and it's a team. It's not just one, any one person. We're all there to make money. And if we don't do our jobs, we're not going to make money. Yeah. The movie will bomb and it goes in the garbage and you don't get a nickel. So yeah. stupid. Fucks, wake up. 
Yeah. Acting, do the best you can, even if you hate the part. Yeah. Because the movie will make money. Yes, exactly. Like yes. If, you know, I'm in the business 64 years. I've seen so much shit. Yeah. I mean, I did stage forever, 45 years of stage. Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen such crap that goes on in our business yeah. that you say to yourself, why am I even in this business? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you ever say that? Yeah. You're <laughs> At times, yeah. Um, then then we just uh, like, okay, let, let's just move on and uh, do our own stuff with the people who we love and uh, and make money while we're at it. Because Chris Rosleyong, um, he's been in the business uh, probably about, Gosh, since 1975, and he's got a whole warehouse full of equipment and uh, he, he, the LED screen, and, and oh my goodness, and we pretty much got our little new studio here. So The LED screen is a big deal, like, because those are super expensive if you have to rent them. Oh, are you going to Marcel's uh, uh, premiere? Uh, which one? Marcel's Marcel premiere? Waltz in two weeks. No, it's on oh, March. Oh, uh, if we're here, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, oh, it's going to be a, a big, it's going to be a big red carpet, a good one. Yeah. Um, Actually, we So, to everybody listening, Marcel has another movie. What was the movie you're in? What was it called? Uh, Garden of Eden. Ours was Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden, you guys. Oh, yeah, here we go. Garden of Eden with Robert Ruster, Sarah French, Monique Parent, Sarah Polnett, Sarah Nicklin, Ben Stauber, Jed Rowan, what and these two. And you were so good in it. We can't tell people what you did, but right. you were so good right. in the film. Right. Um, oh. And it was unbelievable what, like, what happened. What a cast. You worked you work with all my best, dearest friends and my favorite people. They're all <laughs> we had to sit together. Yeah. That gang is- oh yeah, we got to sit together. That's right. We sat with them at it. That was awesome. Yeah. We, were right. so, we were so happy about that. <laughs> no, it was so much fun. Didn't something happened when we sat together. Yeah, something happened. I, I remember. No, don't, don't tell anyone about, about that. About <laughs> something funny happened. We were all. I forgot what. It's it probably was. something that happened in the film. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It, it did, happened. did somebody lose their pants or something? <laughs> no, it was in the theaters. Anyway. But see, Paul, Paul knows how to handle depression in film. When Paul is depressed and he's in a movie, he simply strips down to a G-string. All the fans <laughs> and all the girls go crazy. Yeah. And then Paul goes home satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Because he's got a gorgeous body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does. does he have a body? Does he have a body? He's oh, got yeah. a sculpt, perfectly sculptured body. Everything is in proportion. So you guys do they have so they have so they also because they got a bunch of movies that are going to be coming out soon you guys one of them is Arena Wars which is uh, a Matson Eric Roberts Sherry Davis B J Mezik Robert Lasardo I love we love Robert Lasardo by the way Robert that's a professional and and good person yeah Biggie or Paul or both who's in that one both of you or one of you. Uh, I, I'm in Arena Wars. Um, in the mall movie. No, no, just uh, Ziggy. Just Ziggy's in that one. Uh, that's where uh, I had a scene with Michael Madsen where I met him. And because we got along so well, that's, uh, I got him on this uh, film Dark Feathers, which we're premiering tonight. Yeah, which is so cool. Actually, You should... look so beautiful today, Zig. Uh-huh. <clears throat> oh, really? I, make you I, like I like what you do with your, your lips. Your lips look very Jane Russell. They do. I, I tried to, yes, I tried to emulate a little bit of her makeup. So that was just pretty well. Make, I, I love the makeup. You look Good gorgeous. With her. I know you look like a 
55 movie star. I love that look. That's on, yeah, that was this is for you, Ron. Yeah, because I know because I was there. Jane Russell was your good good friend you for both of you, actually. <laughs> not me. I didn't know her. He no, knew Jimmy her. regrets not. I wish I knew her. You didn't? Oh uh, I wish I did. I wish I knew her. She passed away. away <laughs> I know. Oh, actually, Joe Kelly. Why Kel Joe Kelly just joined us in the chat room? Say hi to Joe Kelly. Hey everybody. Joe. Hey. We're um, talking about your movie. So actually, tonight you guys have a movie premiere with a Michael Madsen movie, right? And Karina yeah. Smart. Yeah. yeah, it's the one I got. Um, got Michael Madsen the gig. I want that on my tombstone. Well, actually, I wanted to be shot in space, so right on my capsule, whatever. <laughs> I got Michael Madsen the gig a, a job, <laughs> and I got Paul on that one too. And we we uh, danced together in it, and it um, just won uh, a best Asian film at the Chandler Film Festival, which we went to. And um, it's, it's winning a bunch of awards. Karina Smirnoff, isn't she with Dances, Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her and Jill Marini had danced the tango on there years ago. And yeah. um, and, and I, I'm a ballroom champion myself. So uh, I, that's why the film was so, it's so interesting combining ballroom dancing and martial arts. And martial arts. And, yeah, and uh, Michael Madsen wore a can you ballroom dance, Paul? Can you ballroom well, dance? Uh, I can in a pinch. I, I, I started uh, teaching a little bit, yeah. yeah Paul, did, Paul. I mean, performance stuff, like ballet and jazz and stuff. Move it, move the thing. Paul, I'm going to do something right now. Okay. That's so outrageous and so wrong. And so you should never do this, but I don't give a shit. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Joe Kelly, is Paul in Clown 3? Yeah, and if he's not, you better put him in, or I'm not going to be in it. <laughs> and if you lose General Milan, you lose the movie. <laughs> yeah, throw me in, too. I, I want to be, like, some really weird monster. And, and Ziggy has to be in He didn't answer, but he said hi to everybody. Joe does not commit to any woman or anything. Hang on, you guys. Besides, okay, so they have what's the name of the movie that's playing tonight at the Hollywood Real Independent Film Festival? What's the name of the movie? Dark, Dark Feathers. Feathers. Dark Feathers, you guys. Oh, okay. Uh, 9.30. And who's in that? Um, uh, Karina Smirnoff, Michael yeah, Madsen. Uh, that's the one. I got uh, Michael, Madsen. Michael Madsen. He plays the head of the, the Japanese mafia. We, we had to get somebody like in a day because uh, Stacey Keats was supposed to play that part. Oh, my but, God. So one day notice, you know, got Michael Madsen on. And um, he's, yeah, so I, he uh, he goes, I never wore a kimono before. And he's looking at us. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Michael yeah. Madsen, is he Virginia's brother? Um, Virginia yes. Madsen. Yes. <clears throat> Actually, we went to a film festival in New Jersey, and he was the star of the film right. that we went to. And, like, he's a phenomenal actor. I remember. He is, he's so real and down to earth. I, I, we just love him. He's, he's awesome. His sister is a wonderful actress. Virginia is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she is, too. I love her work. Have you guys met yeah. Virginia before? We've never met her, but we love her. No, no, I haven't met her yet, but uh, well, I'd love to. I'd love to work with Virginia. She's on, yeah. she's on Jimmy's yeah. uh, invite list yeah. to yeah. a movie. Jimmy wants her in a movie. Yeah, I want to get her in some stuff because I want to work with her. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Gosh. Well, wait, what are some of your, like, like of, of the, all the movies that you guys have been in together, what are some of the ones you like the best that we should tell people to see or if they're not out yet to look forward to when they're coming out? What are some of the films that you guys are in together? And then we can talk about when's your ends uh, that you like that, that you're not in together. Okay. Actually, uh, Desert Fiends was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah Desert Fiends was Desert fun. Desert Fiends was... 
we did this uh <laughs> we did it, like spandex out because because john phillips wanted this uh like 80s vibe so we got all spandex out and i kind of did you know um a labyrinth hair and makeup and and uh, it was hilarious so we, we did some adage there he lifted me did some dancing and and then, like, the security, like, run us off stage. It was hilarious. We had so much fun with that. That's a Sean Phillips film, right? That's a yeah. Sean yeah. film. Actually, Desert Fiends, you guys. Eric Roberts, Bai Ling. Michael Pere, Scout Taylor Compton. Spencer Breslin, Eileen Dietz, William McNamara, Tom Arnold, Robert Lasardo, Lisa Wilcox. Uh, 90% of those people have been on the show. All right. Um, <laughs> that's, a, like, a that's good a one. Fun. And, uh. And yeah, that's congrats on you guys. Like, like, so what's what's a film that you've been in, Paul? What's one of your favorite films that you've been in that Ziggy's not in? Uh, gosh. Uh, well, I think uh, well, Ziggy was in uh, Attack of the Unknown with me, and I had like a pretty substantial part there. I didn't die until like halfway through the movie. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was good, uh, and, and then I, I played a like a, a, a heavy-handed like um, torturer guy that works for the boss of this. I don't know that he's got some scam. I saw on. Attack of the Unknowns on Tubi. Didn't okay. we just see Paul okay. in the major movie? Oh no, we didn't. See, we just watched his little clip. No, uh, but, but didn't we watch a movie? And I said, "Oh my God, there's Paul." It was a major film. It was a big film with a big, big it, might, it might have been uh, Bullet Train. Oh, I, I saw Bullet Train. In Bullet Train. And then uh, I worked on uh, The Mandalorian, but I didn't have any lines. I worked on Free Guy. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Oh, they saw Free Guy. This was like a major movie. You know, no, those are all major. A that real Hollywood, about. not the shit that we do. A real okay. Hollywood movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's something out there. Um, uh, those are all big movies. Or maybe it was the about. Brad Pitt movie. But, but you didn't like. You didn't want to watch it. We, well, he started the Brad. I watched the Brad Pitt movie. We started it. And it was like too confused. He didn't really like like the concept of it. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm wanting to see a movie that's a story. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm missing stories. Today it's all bim bang beat each other yeah, up. I we totally agree. First of all, like really interesting. No. If the CGI people fortunes of money, it, 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 the actors are not necessary. Uh, all you have to do is learn how to karate, kick, kick people around like Jason does. Jason Statement. Right, right. I love, I love Jason Statement. You know why? Because he's the only guy in the room that beats up 42 people <laughs> at the same time, at the same time. Awesome. And I just think that's so fabulous how he gets away with it. And uh -huh. today, one of the highest paid people in Hollywood. Really? Wow. Like, he's a nice he guy. He makes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a regular guy. He's not a snob or a bull. I've never met him, but I will one day. I like that's him. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so wait, Ziggy, what's one of your favorite films that you've been in that Paul might not have been in? <laughs> um, we'll see. Um well, there was that porno. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wasn't um, in it, but I was producing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't recognize you. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's see. Hmm. Well, I mean, Arena Wars, I'm really excited about seeing. Because um, uh, besides, you're know, playing like an ex-feature gladiator fighter. And um, with Michael Madsen, we started to improvise. 
And I had these, we- I just threw these weird sunglasses on last minute and I, I set them down and see if he'd take the bait. And he picks them up. He goes, I think I look bisexual, don't you? I said, well, if you think you do, then you must be bisexual. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to keep that. Are you in the trailer? Improvising. And it was so much fun. Oh, my God. Are you in the trailer for Arena Wars? I didn't watch it. I downloaded it. No, I don't think so. Uh, That's no good. (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't put you in the trailer. It's okay. Uh, Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. Then later in the film, I appeared for the first time as Ziggy Stardust. Mm. Oh, Ziggy, Ziggy rock star. Ziggy loves you boys, by the way. He really thinks you're rock stars. <laughs> I'm still looking for the thrill that I had in 1959. Yeah. When I was an extra in a movie that was shot on Long Island with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. I remember the first day I stepped onto that set, which was the Long Island Railroad. Uh, uh, whatever beach station it was. And I saw the cameras and they were smoking. And I wondered why were the cameras smoking? The lights used to smoke from the heat. Oh. Cables, cables this big. And then Sophia appeared. Oh. oh my God. I have never to date ever been that excited on a set in my life. It was my first set I've ever been on. Oh, what was the movie? That kind of woman. I was 19 years old. I played a soldier. And, oh my gosh! Wow. I love Sophia Lauren. Oh I, I, I lived that moment over and over again, always. Yeah. It, it just, it's, it's a moment I've never forgotten. I could detail every bit of it. Yeah. Even Sophia when she fell down because, you know, they wet the concrete to make it photograph better. And she, she was walking with Barbara Nichols quickly down the station and she slipped and held, fell down and hit her knee. So, oh. of course, we shut down immediately while she was getting a doctor to look at her knee. Oh. And they had to cover it up and blah, blah, blah. And then she was able to work. So I remembered that. It was fascinating. And I got to meet her. Oh, wow. Which I wasn't supposed to do because uh. they said extras don't talk to the stars. Oh, right, right. <laughs> you know, we're not allowed. We were cattle. And I said... Yeah. What are you out of your mind? Sophia Loren is 20 feet away from me. I'm not going to talk to her. The love of my life. I had her, I painted a big picture of her behind my bed. (laughs) So I I went over, I had the balls to go over, and I spoke to her in Italian. And she said to me, your Italian is as bad as my English. So so (laughs) let's speak English. She was lovely. Oh, wow. Yeah, Hunter that, and that's I. special moments. Like, that's amazing. I love well, that. Well, and I had a friendship that lasted all those years till he died. Wow. I used to see Tab all the time. Oh, wow. It was a lovely period of my life. I miss mm-hmm. it. I don't have that thrill anymore because actors today are not stars. They're just yeah. actors. They don't know how to be stars. Like there's you. a few out there. You look like a star now. You could be a star. <laughs> I have to say, so, you know, we go to a lot of red carpets just like you guys do, and 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 everybody comes, you know, however they come, um, but you can tell the like ones shit. who really, yeah, like most shit. people, there's certain people that always look fabulous. Sarah French always looks fabulous every time you see her. Marcel usually always looks fabulous when well, you see even her. Even though Ziggy comes crazy sometimes. But, but she's always dressed she's, up crazy, sophisticated, like but a superstar. Looks, no, she looks fabulous even though she looks nuts. Everybody <laughs> 
everybody always remembers you and who you are every time right. they see you, you know, and, and you know what? This is a very competitive industry and things like that stand out. You know? You're very like, glamorous. Like you're very glamorous. Uh, very into like a no, lot of things. Beautiful and glamorous. It's very important in our business because well, I, I like to look like a monster everybody, sometimes. Everybody <laughs> admires it. No, they all they all talk about it. <laughs> everyone I know talks about the 1940s and 50s. Yeah. And every actress I know has said, "Oh, I wish I was like Rita Hayworth. I wish I was Lana Turner." So, right? you know what I mean? All these young people they they admire them. Yeah. These stars. Well, I say to them, "So why don't you become a star?" Yeah. And, Makeup and hairdo and dress beautifully. That Lana Turner wouldn't be caught dead without her makeup. Mr. Blackwell, when she was here in Palm Springs, Lana Turner staying at her daughter's house when she died. And Mr. Blackwell went to see her. And it was the day before she died. I think she died the next morning. She oh, wow. was laying in a chaise lounge in a powder blue, beautiful nightgown. Oh. Her hair was done, her eyelashes, her makeup. Perfect. Before she would see Mr. Blackwell, and she died the next day. Imagine. Wow. Oh my God. That's and amazing. Blackwell told me this story. Yeah, she wouldn't so, be caught wait, dead. Let's, let's go. Uh, go from glamour to so like, like if you guys were just sitting around, what are your favorite kinds of movies to watch? Like, what genre is your favorite to watch? And do you guys like the same genre, or do you like different genres? And you just go back and forth, like, like. Like Ron likes different films than I do, so we watch some of mine and some of his. <laughs> well, when we were swapping, like I'm showing Paul like the old movies I grew up on since the silent period. I mean, Greta Garbo was, was my favorite. El Want to Be Alone, you know that that just wow, she's amazing. And so, um, and he's was showing me catching me up on more of the modern films. So we've been kind of swapping, but we we generally like the same like adventure, sci-fi, or fantasy stuff like that. Um, it's, I love the psychological thriller type things um that's really interesting so wait what so what are some of well, your let me, ask, let me ask a question because i never ask these kinds you do if you <laughs> had to play a biography of a, of a of a golden era star who would she be <clears throat> oh, oh greta garbo garbo yeah she was beautiful the face so what about Paul then? Like, so I don't know if you know enough of the golden era of people. Like, but if you were going to be a, a play the by what? Who would you want to play? Or Joanna? Who do you think Ziggy? Who do you think he would play? No, let Paul play? let Paul answer. Okay, um, I, he doesn't I, watch any of them. I don't think. They got that the actor that you. So oh she, well, she, she, I I would like to play somebody like Rudolph Valentino. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and you could have. That's one of my favorites. Or, or uh, Asian, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I get recognized a lot for looking like uh, an actor named Toshiro Mifune, Ooh. who is yeah. uh, he was a legend of the uh, the Seven Samurai. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, you you Jimbo and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was like Akira Kurosawa's main guy. Had I never. I never could figure out what you were, you know, when I met you. And, of course, okay. I didn't ask you. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. We're aliens. No, <laughs> you, you could look Spanish. Okay. You could look okay. so many. You could look Turkish. You could look Armenian. Yeah. You could That's look Arabic. Yeah. You could yeah. look so many things. So, finally, when I did say to you, what the fuck are you? And you 
told me you were what? Filipino or something? Uh, I'm Thai. Thailand. Thai. Thai. That's my favorite food. From Taiwan. <laughs> Thailand. 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 Don't laugh. Don't laugh. When I see you, my mother was a freak about Valentino. I have a collection of Roberto Valentino that's worth a fortune that was my mother's. Oh, I have, I got, oh, oh, oh you I got can see, I have hundreds and hundreds of pictures of him, eight by tens. Oh my God, I, got played, I have a few myself. He played the boy in the movie was about Siam. He was dressed like a like a Siamese. You know the picture I'm talking about? You could yeah. look at Valentino. I just seen that yesterday. In that picture, I, I was like, let me think. You look like Valentino no, for today. The way they made the way they made him up, you could look like him. Okay. So yes, I literally said that to him yesterday. Like, let me make you look like Valentino for today, and maybe next time. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true. Paul could play any part, not only an Asian. Yes. He could yeah. play. Yeah. I'll make it something different, <laughs> something weird. I don't think you could play Irish. Irish. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm going to do. And I, I couldn't play Irish either. I can play Irish. You, oh, you can play anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So, wait, so let's go. What, what, are some, well, like, what are some of your favorite like action sci fi type movies? Like, like, what are some of the ones you really like a lot? Well, I mean, Bullet Train is one of my favorite right now. Um, I, I have to watch it again and give it another shot. Okay. I, I love the soundtrack. I, I love how they, I don't know, just, it's just to me, it's very well done. And there's, there's the comedic parts in it. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, I like that a lot. So, uh, what about you, Paul, though? What, what action movies do you like a lot? Like, I like the car movies. Like, for me, I like the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Those are good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ron watches them because Jason Statham's in it, but I actually did the costume design for the second one. Oh wow! Oh my god! That's fantastic! Everybody except for Vin Diesel's not in that one, so you didn't get to meet him. You know, but I, you know, I I worked with everybody on it. It was a blast. Oh, Um, I've always loved those those Fast and Furious movies, so I watch all. So for me, action movies I like them. My sci-fi movies that I, I, I'm pretty much like I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Like oh, I've yeah. seen the Harry Potter movie. I like Twilight. I know it's dumb and vampires don't glitter, but like I love the Twilight movies. And and we are getting ready to work on a movie. Um, that's not everybody's not cast yet. So when we have open castings, I'll uh, like getting back. But it's a a big, uh, trilogy. It's a trilogy called Psionic Rush, and it's um basically Harry Potter meets Underworld kind of. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Big big. big really movie. fascinating. Guess who plays the Underworld? <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's a big cast. Well, it's a, it's, if they need a mafioso, they call Ron Russell right away. No, not Underworld. Yeah. Underworld's a vampire movie and werewolves. Oh, it's oh. vampire werewolves and Harry Potter mixed together. <laughs> and, now, um, I have to ask Nikki a question. Paul gets very uncomfortable when I ask these questions. Ziggy Russell. <laughs> Paul starts to sweat. Go, Ziggy. Yes, yes, doll. Go ahead. Nobody wants to date you, can they? No. If somebody wants to date me? If a guy wants to date you, can he? Uh, only are, you. are you taken? Uh, only you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Those two got it down to a side. No, they're, 
couple now. The first no, time I they came on, they do. The first time they come on, they didn't tell us they were a couple. The second time, one of them told us they were a couple. So now it's out but to I the world. I don't see a friendship ring, something. Uh, oh, okay. I, I actually do have one underneath the glove. But... Yeah. <laughs> so mine, mine, I don't wear on my fingers. She's so cool. He doesn't wear his on his fingers. <laughs> That's so funny because I was thinking that I was actually thinking that I was actually thinking that, and I was like, "Oh, I can't say that," but you said it, so it's fine. It's a a gigantic, enormous ring. Because you make a beautiful, you guys make a beautiful couple. I love you. you No, we're 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 quite an item. Yeah, we're we're all. I really love you. You know, we must socialize when we get moments. That we have. I want to. I want to. I want to cook for you. Yeah. I want to make the. Yeah, I want to cook for you. We don't have. You know, I have. I, listen, my do, both my daughters moved into the house, so now yeah. it's like Camp Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Mattresses on the floor, but Deirdre came with the killer. Yeah. Killer. yeah. We have a dog, and he's supposed to be dead because he's old. And they said and he has cancer. And he has cancer. They said he's oh. never going to live out the day. He's, he's mm. running around here. Yeah, for like eight months now, mm. he was supposed to have died eight months ago. And he's like running oh, around. Oh, He's so mean that like nobody can come, come near us. Oh. oh, wow. Wow. Oh, no, I'm not lying. My nephew Billy came terrorizing. Oh. Billy stood like a statue. And Shazam just went up to him and stood there staring at him, showing his teeth. If Billy, we had to muzzle him and everything. If Billy had moved, he would have jumped my nephew. Uh, that's what they do to me because I. This is what I usually do to people I first meet. <laughs> no, Shazam! 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 Bit my wrist. My I have a paralyzed pinky because of this dog. He oh had, my god! Really? Yeah, he had he had the girl dog Brandy. We have three dogs. Her head in his mouth, and he was killing her. So I stuck my hand in to pull. Her head out of his mouth, and, and when her head went out, he went down on my wrist. I had major surgery. Oh my god! Yeah, got all infected. They told him he could have had to lose his hand. Uh, yeah, I, could, I almost lost my hand from him. So we love the dog, but we're also, you know, hoping that you know he he goes to Rainbow Bridge sometime soon because you know, he's like, oh. can't bring anybody into no, the house. I mean, the son of a bitch is dying, but yeah. yet if somebody comes to the door like a UPS man. He uh -huh. jumps up like a teenager. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, wait, when someone has a, yeah, someone like people and, or animals, like, and when now that, me, that strong will, it's like, ah, no, know. nothing's going to take me, you know? <laughs> He's got a will to kill. Now, Astro went to the vet. Astro, <laughs> a little one, Astro. Went to the vet two Astro. days ago, and the vet said she's amazed that Shazam is still alive. He wasn't going to make it much. He wouldn't live much longer. So that's our problem. Uh, now, yeah. okay. we, can, we can lock him outside, but I don't want to do that to him because he's old. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want him to be uncomfortable. We'll come to L.A. though one day. And so we'll I don't have eat. people in my house oh. now because I got the two daughters oh, here. Uh, <laughs> it's like drag queens live here now. Was <laughs> uh, all over. Eyelashes, bras, hair pieces, dryers, stone. Sh it's like drag queens live here. They're all on diet. I danced in a few drag queen shows yeah. years ago. Yes. Yeah. Well, only because. If they thought I was one. I was like, all right, no, I'm a girl. Damn it, I'm a girl. <laughs> That's so funny, because I. Damn princess. I, there's a lot. We know a lot of women who we think. We know a lot of women who we think 
um, look like could look like drag queens. Lots of them that are, we're really good friends with that are not drag queens. And mm -hmm. uh, and I never have ever like looked at you and thought, oh, she looks like a drag no, queen. No, you don't. Like so, you oh, don't. Well, look I mean, I can. I can. <laughs> Yeah, I, have a, I have a sister-in-law. Wait, he's going to show us a picture, too. What's this a picture going to be? Are you a picture in there? Oh. oh this is his Chippendales. Calendar. Let me see. Girls, look at that. that my oh, my God. Page. Look how gorgeous. Look at that. That was my page. That's, that now, what calendar, whose calendar what is that? What are you, like, 12, uh, you 12 years old? Here's uh, the main the front. <laughs> there you go. I love it. It's like, oh, don't go to the what? Did you ever show your weed? That's uh, yeah, I can show that to my grandkids and everything. Mama, did you ever take off all it's your Chippendales calendar though? I didn't know you were an actual Chippendale though. That's cool as shit. It's, uh, did you ever do frontal? It's good fun. Did talk, you ever? I don't know if you ever showed your wang anywhere. Did, did you ever do frontal? Uh, done, yeah, like privately. You know, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing where cameras were involved. No, they, they <laughs> said to me, Ron Russell, would you do frontal? I said, yes, with a cinemascope lens. <laughs> right? Yes, thank you. It's a, it's a personal question for everybody. It was a joke. It didn't go well, but it was a joke. <laughs> Wait a second. So, like, like uh, let, give me a bucket. Wait, I want to get back to the room. Oh, it's only five minutes. I don't, oh. oh, I want to get back to the room. Oh. We want to talk about uh, another, yeah, another premiere of uh, Lucille. I, I invited you guys next week. Um, and that, that's actually in Las Vegas. Um, so uh, Kane Bluss and, and Candace um, and the cast of that was really amazing. You know, Ronnie Lanas and, mm -hmm. oh gosh. We, oh, we, we love Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie. Ronnie, yeah, uh, Ronnie Lloyd Nanas. Yeah, we like him. You're yeah, in one of it. you're in Death Club, right? That was his movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he hired me specifically to play Ziggy Stardust in that one. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We love him. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, him and Ben are awesome. Um, yeah, so so Lucille, we definitely wanted to shout there. Yeah. Um, so and there's there's a showing of it on this coming uh, Thursday, and it's going to be at the the Chinese Theater. So oh, that's next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And then next oh, Immortal Wars. Um, where I play the squid monster. That's that's going to be in Vegas too. Uh, the date is like the twenty seventh, I think. We went to one of the Immortal Wars premieres. The one they had in L.A. The one with that Eric Roberts was in. I guess he's in all of them. Maybe I'm not sure, but we went to one of the. That was years ago, though. Oh, was it? That's yeah. based on a comic book. It was okay. Yeah, it's not too yeah. bad. You know, uh, you have to be kind of like you have to look at these things a little bit different depending on some of these independent films. You know, unfortunately, they don't look so good. Some of them look really, really good. Yeah, you know, professionals, yeah. and some of them have part of the stuff that's good and part of the stuff that's not so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that uh, happens sometimes. So I want to know real quick though, like a bucket list. So because you guys have both been in a lot of movies with a lot of cool stars, uh, if you were gonna like make any kind of a movie, I don't care what movie, and you could pick a male and a female star to be in, and it could be anybody. Um, who would you want to work with? And and it's a question for both of you because your answers won't be the same. And and let's let you go first, Ziggy. Um, Anthony Hopkins. There you go. That's a good one. And um, Meryl Streep. Uh, I don't like that one. Okay. <laughs> Meryl Streep and Anthony Hopkins. I love Anthony Hopkins. Meryl Streep. Yeah, amazing. My friend, my friend Perry Winkler, or Lee Winkler, actually, who used to be the biggest man in Hollywood for business management, knew him. And I met him briefly in an aisle of a movie theater yet. 
And he was the most outspoken man you ever want to know. He did in five minutes a number on about 20 people. <laughs> to Lee Winkler. I was fascinated. I didn't say wow. anything. And he was about a movie he was in. And he was going on with the producer, the director, the blah, blah. He just I love didn't him. give a shit. When he was in Meet Joe Black, I almost passed out at the beginning. because he was. But he's very sm- short, very nice. I like oh, him. That's a good. That's a good film. Meet Joe Black. But what a mouth! I mean, he don't give a fuck. He, <laughs> was, he yeah. said it. Like it we was. don't. We really don't. We really don't care what other people think. Yeah, you know, we just. No, he. I like. That's how we are, though. We, we don't really know, give. I know. I love that. I love that. I like yeah, that's why you're part of a rock star tribe. Yes. <laughs> you, you know me. If I didn't like you and you were on now, I would be. So Joanna, tell me, do you cook? <laughs> So wait, it's Paul's turn to answer. No, he loves you guys. He's the one who's actually. I said we need a guest. You know, which by the way, thank you so I said, much. Get our friends. What are you I doing? Said, he said get somebody who's you know who we just know really well. And so you guys are the people who I actually came to I mind. Mean, you were the first people Aww. I. Asked. Thank you, because our audience, we love you. Our audience loves you. And I felt you were overdue coming on. Yeah. And I said, Get those two. They're crazy. They're fun. <laughs> you know, we have a we have an up show. I don't feel well, Jimmy. You know, I'm sick. And if I have a boring guest, I'm going to go to sleep on him. So, first time I'm going to answer, Paul. So, a male and female that you think would be fun to work with on something? Uh, male, Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay. He's Brad Pitt. And uh, female. I'm, 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 wanting to say, I'm wanting to say Angelina Jolie, but that might be. That's a good one. Who? Uh, but, uh, he loves Angie. I'd Angela. like to work with her too, actually. Yeah. yeah, she grew up in his house. She was really good friends with Ron's daughter when they were young. So he loves yeah. Angela. Yeah, I'm not going to say that because I, I think I, yeah, I, I used to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Matter of fact, we were on, we had, a, we had a guest on the show one time and we didn't really, It's we've only maybe had in 15, 16 years, like five guests that really just didn't gel with us all that well. <laughs> okay. Guy said something bad about Angelina Jolie, and I thought Ron was gonna fucking rip his asshole out. <laughs> because, because, Get out. because <laughs> listen, she was at my house for my daughter's fourth or fifth birthday. Okay, so I know her since she's a baby, a little girl. This guy said that she was all plastic and fake. Bullshit. My, oh my daughter. God. Was- my daughter Deirdre was 14. She was like an ironing board. No bot, no shape, just a straight thing. We had moved to New York. Now we moved back to Beverly Hills. And Angie comes over to see Deirdre. In walks these tits, ass, and lips. Oh my God. <laughs> I looked at her. I said, Angie, look at you. You look like a woman. You're only 14. She had a set of jugs, a buns, lips. I mean, she was what she's real. There's yeah. nothing fake on Angelina Jolie, Angie right. Voigt. Right. That's 100% Actually, stuff. Jeff Caperton said he sat behind her at the Oscars when she was 12. Yeah, no, I know. I was a little <laughs> hey, Jeff, girl. Jeff, we need to introduce you one of these days to Ziggy and Paul because you right. guys would have a lot of fun I, I, and you'd love one them. One time, <laughs> was in our yeah. house. We got to go, though. Angie was in our house, and I said to her, Angie, when you grow up, you want to be a movie star like your father? And she went like this. I don't know. <laughs> he was the cutest little girl in the world. Richard Woodmark. Aww. Richard Woodmark was my neighbor. We shared a wall. Oh, I, oh I love him. Oh, my God. He used, he used to. Oh, yeah. 
No, wait, we had we didn't have carpeting on our steps going up to the bedroom. So Angie and Deirdre would run up and down the stairs, boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, to play up in the room. Woodmark came and rang my bell. He said, would you stop your daughter and whoever those kids are from running? I said, there's no other kids. There's only one kid here. I said, John Voigt's daughter. He turned around and left. <laughs> well, because it was John Voigt's daughter, it was okay to jump in like, the room. It's not okay. So you guys Fuck listen you, up. Richard and Hell. Check out all these great things. Um, a lot of these films are on uh, on Tubi. Arena Wars is coming out soon. So's Camp Pleasant Lake. So's Desert Fiends. Um, so's the Immortal Wars. Um, she's got he Dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah the Case Paradise. That's right. I don't want to forget it. You guys yeah, can follow. Joanna, you have posted. You haven't posted on Instagram in a long time, you guys, but she's at Joanna. Let's see, it's what is it, Joe? It's a, at yeah, Joe underscore Anna underscore Heckman. Um, and Paul is Paul Gunn, actor. Follow them. We want to thank you guys for coming on the show. We look to see, hopefully see you very and Ziggy, soon. Thank you for the drag. I appreciate it. Fabulous. We really do. We really enjoy you guys so much. Please. Take, take, take the best of care. We'll see you soon, and we'll set up a time that when we come to L.A., we can get together. Yeah. I'll look for you, darling. Right, yeah, let's so, go okay. tonight or next Thursday. I don't know about next Thursday. We'll see tonight. Definitely not because, like, we – Okay. Uh, that, okay. You guys, good luck tonight. Thank you so much. Go like that. You look perfect for it. Right. Well, you know, no, thanks, Ziggy, you guys. Ziggy, go like that. You'll clean up. Yeah, go like that. You'll fantastic. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Um, bye. <laughs> bye, you guys. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye. All right, so that was Ziggy and bye Paul Gunn. They're what, fabulous. What, what we a love sweet them. couple. I love them. Now we're going to bring on our next guest. Hopefully he's still here because he jumped in really early. Hey, Paul, how you doing? I'm doing well. Love that early segment. That's good stuff. Good. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So They're now, fun friends of ours. Um, so you guys, let's do an intro for you. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, writer, director, producer, Paul C. Hemis. Hemis is right, right? Is that how we pronounce it? Uh, Hemis. Hemis. Okay, Hemis. Don't you speak English? Well, I actually, I'm going to say that I got an email and they said it, it's just like the car. <laughs> I get <laughs> everything. I get Hermes. I get, I mean, it's just crazy. So, so Paul C. Hemis, guys. Yeah, you see Hemis. Okay, but that's Hem not a hem, a hem of a dress. Okay. H E M, and then another. <laughs> anyway, like you made a mess of the hem. Yes. Yeah, so hem s. All right, you guys. So we want to first of all, we want to welcome you to the show. This is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell, who used to be named Rolando Rocco Cesarigo, and became Ron Russell. It was much easier. <laughs> Great to meet both you guys. We have a kidding. chat room. We have a chat room with a bunch of people in it. So if you could just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Okay. Hello to everybody in the chat room. There you go. <laughs> so um, so we've never met, and it's kind of funny because we run in the same. Uh, we run a lot in the same circle. Uh, I've worked with a lot of the people that you've actually worked with uh, on different things, and um, and actually, you have a movie that you uh, somehow are affiliated with called Pay to Die. Um, yeah, it was really, uh, more just kind of a financial thing. I kicked in on their, their fundraising and such. I've been in touch with them a little bit, but I've not been a, a proactive participant in that one. 
Oh, well, the two people we just had on are also in that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw that on there. And since that has a lot of people, and most of those people that are in that film, um, James Duvall's been on our show, Ken DeVishian, Eugenia Kuzmina, Angel Salazar, Douglas Tate, Nicole Butler, Sean Phillips, and Ozzy Capri. They've all been on the show. So like my, like the majority of that like actual cast uh, has been on it. Um, right. <laughs> so it makes it a lot of fun. So you have an unusual story. Because um, now I'm following your Instagram, uh-huh. and uh, I guess you went through a major medical thing oh, that you come back out on the other side for, and and things are going well. Yeah. Um, yeah. What really kind of went down was that I started working on my current film Maya, like right before the pandemic, and I was involved with another film at the same time. And during that pandemic period, where everything just kind of stopped. I kind of was working on visual effects for Maya and some of the other things for the the other film and such. And in the meantime, I had been diagnosed with a small uh, brain tumor called a schwannoma, which is uh, attached to the ear. I was having some hearing problems. And by the time I got post-pandemic and everything was kind of getting back to normal, um, and I was back into the film stuff where the films were almost ready to go, let's start promoting this thing, all of a sudden I started having like, um, increased dizziness and and real vertigo problems and such. And what it turned out was that we were just monitoring the tumor, but the nightmare scenario happened is that in that relatively short window, it had grown to almost three sizes, <laughs> uh, three wow. times the size. So we had to actually go in and uh, the, uh, so vertigo was a vertigo was a, was a symptom of that. Vertigo is a symptom of that. A little bit of hearing on the right. Oh, I have terrible vertigo. We are trying so hard. I've had an MRI of the head. so We just had it, but we don't have the results yet. We're, right. going, there, we're um, going Tuesday for the results. But my daughter has it, and a lot of friends we know have it. And now they're saying it's because of the desert dust. We live in Palm Springs, California. <clears throat> um, so we hope it's not. Yeah, right, right before, like when I was getting ready for the surgery, I, I had like a, a three, four month wait window before the surgery. And uh, I, um, in coordination with a lot of my doctors at the Mayo Clinic here in Arizona, or not Minnesota, but Arizona, um, and some physical therapists, they, we came up with some exercises that helps vertigo. And I'd be happy to share it with you kind of, you know, off uh, offline if you want. It really helped me a lot. It, it doesn't make the vertigo get go away, but it, it sure did help quite a bit getting through a bad day of it. Oh, that's awesome. So where, wait, where do you live? Do you live in Arizona or do you, where do you live? I live in Arizona. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. For some reason, I thought you were on the East coast. Did they, okay. think, did they think that your crystals were off? They thought that my crystals were off. Um, that was part of it. Um, and th- some of these techniques actually did help with that crystal issue. Um, but the, the cumulative, like it took about 15 minutes a day to do these kind of uh, therapies and they re- really helped my balance. And they, they made that four month waiting period um, t- uh, really tolerable. I give them a lot of credit. It got me through till the surgery. And now that the surgery is done um, and I'm going through post-surgery physical training, I don't, I ha- don't have to worry about the vertigo anymore because that's now effectively gone. It was caused by the, the vertigo is gone. Yeah, that's terrific. Now, did you have vertigo when you sat or just when you stood? Uh, It was a little of both. It it was really no rhyme or reason to it. One of the worst cases for me personally, and this, again, being in the desert, could be there could be other contributing factors. Um, 
if I were like in an intersection driving and I had to make a left turn and there was a lot of traffic and I, you get that window of opportunity, let's go, go, go. The vertigo would kick in and I was, for a while, I was kind of a danger to myself. So I, I stopped driving after a while because that was when it would really kind of kick in because of that whipping motion of getting the car, you know. Uh, wow, yes. Wow. See, right now I don't have vertigo as long as I sit and I stay still. But if I get up now, I could fly across the room. <laughs> I, I totally sympathize with that. Yeah, and a lot of these exercises help with it. Okay, so let's yes. go. Let's go into movies. So you, first of all, you're from Staten Island. Oh, wait a minute. Let me conclude with. I'm so happy that you're okay. Oh, that thank you. you. Through it, you did the surgery, and you're okay now, right? Yeah, uh, no vertigo. My uh, night issues, or I was getting some flaring with headlight. That's all gone. Um, right now, I'm, I'm back exercising every day, and even my hearing, which I was afraid I was going to lose, I did not yeah. lose. Um, and so, very happy. I'm very glad. I'm happy for you. I'm very glad. And this, whatever we have, should only go to evil people, <laughs> I, <laughs> not good people, not good people. Yeah, I'm right there with that. Yeah. Well, I also, uh, so you're you're from New York, though, right? Because Staten Island, that's New York, right? You bet your ass it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's, it's the fun oh, part of New York, although we're yeah. the the redheaded stepchild of New York, you know. Where, yes. we, where were you in Staten Island? Uh, it, uh, Richmond Road was where we lived. It was like um, uh, kind of like Dongan Hills, kind of in that area-ish. Pouring down on water. Yeah, yeah. So I was there for a little bit, and then we moved over into Old Bridge, uh, New Jersey. Um, oh. And then I've just, as I've gotten older, I've moved further west, and now I'm in the desert and... How do you like Arizona? A lot of people are moving to Arizona. A lot of people are moving to Arizona. Um, I'll tell you what, if you have allergies and you think that it's bad in a place like, you know, Midwest or something like that. It's way you worse. Think it's going to get better in Arizona. You, the, the, the allergies are pretty abrasive that you get out here. Same thing we have the Palm, same thing here Palm, in Palm Springs. Palm it's Springs, terrible. Palm Springs and Arizona have the same climate. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys know. Yeah, it can be, oh, yes. it can be pretty tough. But it does, you know, it does toughen your hide a little bit too. We have wind storms here that you can't believe. With the dust blowing, you can't see in front of you. Horrible. I hate it here. Do you, guys get the, uh, do you guys get the haboobs there? Actually, huh? do we get yeah. the what? It's called. We call them the haboobs. It's from a Middle East term, but it's basically the dust storms. If you go onto Google and look at and Google uh, haboob. What you get is like this big wall of dirt that's kind of coming at Phoenix, and it's really intimidating looking. It's really yeah. just not. Nice. We have a our patio after a windstorm is covered with sand. <laughs> the barbecue the and everything in our house. If you walk, put your hand across the dining room table, you could you could dust the whole thing, and two hours later you walk by and there's because dust. Because the over dust it. is so fine, right. it's, like it's dust anyway. We're, so I want to go on. We're, no, we're moving back to Long Island, New York. Oh, great! Yeah, I love Long Island. I, I want the fall. seasons. I want my people. And you know what, Paul? I'm sick of people saying to me, "Oh, you've got such a New York accent." <laughs> I, I don't have a New York accent. They have a California sissy Mary accent. <laughs> <laughs> they all sound like gay people out here. I'm the same way, and and the 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 I get kind of the same thing because I've lived in other places, so mine is not seriously strong. Like I live, you know, 
you know, 30 years there before moving. So I don't, I don't have a very thick accent, but I tell people, um, you want to see my New York accent, just tick me off. Absolutely. <laughs> <It's> the same way. <laughs> <laughs> what is, does my Brooklyn come out? <laughs> oh my God! Like comes out. And, you know what? Last week we uh, interviewed Barbara Streisand's sister, and she said the same thing <laughs> that when she got upset, her Brooklyn comes out. So, so wait. So like they say, you can take the girl out of Brooklyn, but you can't take the Brooklyn out of the girl, and that's what she said. And it's so true. I don't think we have an accent because if you listen to the news commentators, they speak like we do. They say dog and water. They don't say water and dog. <laughs> Who the fuck says dog? Anyway, all right, it's we're going to go. I want to move forward. All right, so you have a film. You have a bunch of films, but this is a big film. Uh, it, it's called Maya, and um, I'm going to read this real quick, you guys. So Maya is a shape-shifting soul collector seeks to lead a group of unsuspecting non-believers into the afterlife. As space and time become a blurred mirror of reality and Maya's mysterious abilities take on a dark and ominous tone, fear becomes the only key to salvation. For this group of unsuspecting victims, their deepest terror becomes their only way out. Um, and so from what I understand, this movie has won a zillion awards. I wrote down 41 awards and 15 nominations, but I don't know if they were all for this one film or that's for all your films. Yeah, it was all, that was just for this film, and there's been some additional ones since then, too. So we're, yeah, we're, we're raking in. The thing I like best about winning the awards is we're not just winning the awards for, like, um, best acting or only for best effects or something. We're winning awards in all these different categories. It seems like we'd win a different award um every time and just cumulatively what that tells me is that we were on the right track as far as making a total film it doesn't mean everybody's going to like it but we made my intention going into this was i didn't want to make just another indie horror film um i i love it i love them i participate in them i've i've edited some of them i've, I've done a lot of things for them but the, this one was kind of my passion project i wanted this to be uh, unique. I wanted this to have my voice to it. And so I took you I was wrote really involved in a lot of it. You wrote it, you you directed it and everything, right? Like you actually wrote this. It wasn't like you didn't just direct somebody else's. This is your whole baby from the beginning to end. I did so much of it. Uh, in fact, I was going to do, I was going to have somebody do much more of the visual effects, but when COVID hit and I suddenly had what I considered the luxury of time, which I never have, I taught myself to do some additional visual effects. And I did most of that even myself then, which kept the cost down from the producer in me was happy about that. Actually, I read, so I Googled it online to read like different reviews and stuff. And a lot of people said for not a super high budget that the film is fantastic. And, the, and, and they, a lot of people commented on the special effects, that the special effects were really good. Well, what's the film about? I just read you the fucking no, no, synopsis. No, no. I don't want the synopsis. I want to... it's, a, it's a female Grim Reaper. A female right. Grim Reaper. Okay, got it. So we're going to play the trailer for everybody. So one, uh, one, the one we want is the one that says Maya official trailer. What I want you to do, Paul, is you just uh, introduce, the, uh, introduce the trailer for us and then hang on. We're going to play it for everybody and then we'll be right back. All right. Okay. Everybody, uh, my film, Maya, it'll be coming to your town soon. In the meantime, enjoy the trailer. Sounds good.
went up into the mountain as high as I could go. I didn't see the bridge anywhere. In fact, I didn't see the public access point where we parked. On the bright side, it appears we're not alone out here. Her name's Maya. She told you that? No. I just know. Maddox here seems to think something supernatural might be going on. Look, what I believe is something strange is happening, okay? I'm starting to think that we may be in danger. Made a wrong turn in the woods. All of a sudden, the basic laws of physics don't apply. the body with the like heart or whatever that was coming out that was yeah. awesome <laughs> in that scene uh, that was one of my favorites as well too i had uh, i worked with a guy named joe castro who you guys may know i don't know but um an effects guy from uh ela area helped me with that because what we did was in the sequence um she it's his time she's he's she, uh maya's come to collect this particular character so she kind of you know series of, of unfortunate events and she ends up driving her hand through his back pulling the heart up so that it's still beating in her hand before and so he could see it before he dies <laughs> no I, I love it and actually even the chat room saying uh uh brink brink stevens so brink stevens is a friend of ours who's also been on the show um right. and actually we went to she had a premiere doesn't look low budget yeah it looks nice it looks really the good. camera your camera does not look low budget thank you yeah we did we did a lot we i mean i i knew what i was going to do a lot in post and so we shot the camera the footage in a way knowing that i was going to edit it so we were able to explore and play with camera motions in a way that a traditional hollywood setup wouldn't necessarily work because you 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 have to provide your editor with data that makes some semblance of sense um, but in my case, I could explore a little bit and experiment a little bit. And since I was so heavily involved in this, this is the opportunity to kind of show what I can do, uh, not just make product. I wanted to make my film that people could look at and say, that's a Paul Hemis film. Did you, yes. do, did you do Final Cut? I did. That's always work. You know, I, I really like that idea. When a, a writer-director does the final cut, the movie's usually very good. For some reason, he's on the same page with himself. Yeah. When you have to depend on somebody else's vision of it, they don't see it the way you... Like my, we have a lot of friends who are directors who... Yeah, like who my like, movie. I, I would really like the final cut of the movie I wrote because nobody's going to see it the way I do. And I agree with Paul. I think we have a lot of uh, 
friends who are directors, lots actually, but they don't get, you know, because somebody else finances, cut is because it. somebody else finances the film, they get to edit it the way they want, and it never comes out the way the director never really comes out like wants. Sure. And you, you, you cannot, uh, if you do not understand the script, you cannot do the final cut. Sure. It's an impossibility. It's just in, an imp in, in, in a straight narrative feature, that is bad enough. In a film like this, where we're, th this is more like a, you know, Ken Russell or David Lynch or Cronenberg or somebody like that. There's a lot of kind of abstract framing to some of the narrative. And so, yeah, this wouldn't make a lot of sense to an editor I would probably, if I had hired an editor, I would be in there the entire time anyway, just kind of, no, don't do this, just, you know, right. which is a waste of everyone's time. So I just went ahead and I just edited it myself. And because I knew I was editing, like I said, I shot it the way I knew I could edit. Right. Now, do you shoot a film? No, do you edit while you're shooting a film? Uh, sometimes. I usually start editing like right after. Um, just, you know, because I... Uh, you know, so many hours in the day. That you, I, I try to kind of focus on one thing at a time, but I do know that um, I try to compress the shooting schedule into as tight a, a window as possible so that I can start jumping on it in the editing. And I do have the rough, rough first cut of the film done pretty quick after, um, just kind of as my baseline. And then I start bringing in other visual effects and see how we can kind of uh, maybe turn this into something a little bit even beyond what was originally shot. But, you know, the time okay. is of the essence. You really got to get that kind of window compressed. So, you, so your answer is yes, you do sometimes edit when you're shooting. Yes, yeah. Because I know films that some, some uh, producers and directors shoot a film and it looks good before they even edit, do the final cut, because they were, who was it that told us they, only shoot, they only edit while they shoot. Somebody who does wonderful films. One of our friends said he only edits while he's shooting because it makes the cutting easier and the, the continuity of the story easier. Makes the cutting, and, and, and one other thing I would add to that is, especially at the indie filmmaking level, it allows you to course correct if something is not being done the way you, you know they're intending it. Because some, sometimes when you're shooting, like nobody intends to make a bad movie. Right. So when you're shooting something and if you don't get that kind of real feedback, sometimes you're delivering something that's not editable and they have to kind of, you know, fudge things and make things work. If you see that starting to develop uh, early enough in the process, then you can kind of, you know, nudge the director to, Hey, you know, this is what's happening. You may want to rethink that, you know, and, collaborative nature of the the business you know you can you can kind of prevent problems by staying on top of the in real time so those you know those off days and the off hours and such at least going through and beginning that assemble edit um provides i believe a wealth of time and money saving and grief saving uh, benefit so when did, did, you, did you see hanukkah no no i have not the film made absolutely no sense from beginning to end. No, really. I we went to the red carpet. I interviewed. I'm surprised you can even remember wait, that. that I, well, because it was such a horror. <laughs> I interviewed everybody in the lobby, and my first question was, "Did you get the movie? Do you understand it?" Everyone said no. Who the fuck was editing that? Who was doing that? I will never know. It was not even pieces of things put together. It just was 
It was the most craziest. Whatever, I can't even describe. Actually, do you know who Marcel Waltz is? <clears throat> I love him. I've heard the name. So you should look him up. So he's an indie film director. I, I believe, and in my opinion, um, he is probably the, the, best. the best indie horror director that we've ever seen, and we know yes. a lot of people. Um, his films are really, really good. Like yours, you know, he wins zillions of awards for all of them. Um, you know, they're not really big budgets, but he does wonderful things with them. Great stories, though. But one of the he things works, that's he, good is that he has an actual story. He 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 is the he he combines thriller with horror. Nice. That's the movie I like. If I go to see a only a horror, chop him, kill him, blood all over the place, I think any idiot could do this. Anybody could blow up a human being. But let's put a story to it, fellas. Let's not make it. You know, even the crappy Bell Lugosi movies had a story. Right. The old, you know, vampire movies, the story was weak, but at least it had a story. Now, that's why I like this. I think this people are going to like this because it no, does have a story. No, that's my next question. Uh, yeah. Does your movie have a story? My movie has a story. It uh, has a story that it, it's got a lot of story. You really got to kind of hang Good. on. And Good. what we tried to do was what you were saying, because I'm, very, I'm absolutely in that camp. I'm kind of tired of films that are 85 to 95 minutes of jump scares. That's not a horror movie. That's just, you're, you're just screaming loud and shocking somebody. Right. It's not it's, the same thing. Jump. You're right. It's, it's not the same. I like the old movies where it's just building suspense for 20 minutes and you can't stand even watching it anymore because it just builds and it builds. So that's what I tried to do with mine. Psycho was the one. Psycho, Hitchcock did. That was so, a thriller movie and the blood scene was the shower and it became international it became the most famous scene on film is right. janet lee getting stabbed in the shower and you never see her getting stabbed you just see blood running down the water and people were terrified right. oh my Wait, god i want to go i want to go back so let's go back to you first first of all so so the film is won all these awards is does the film have you already set up distribution for it uh, we're close. To, I'm entertaining, I think, three offers now, and we'll be making a decision relatively soon so that we can kind of hit the get it out there hopefully uh, by summer as such. We got okay. a couple other screenings that'll be happening in the the short run, though, to keep it. So in have, have you always been a like like Have you always been a horror movie fan? You know, I've always well, yes. The simple answer is yes. However, <laughs> um, that horror is my favorite. However, I I've. When I was a kid, my, my parents liked, they wanted like date days. So they would, they, Saturday was the day that they were going to do something. So they would take me, drive me down to the local movie house or whatever, the multiplex and say, go see a movie, you know? And so I saw every, I saw everything as a kid, you know, six, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. I was watching The Sting. I was watching Arthur. I was watching, uh, it just, you name, it, you name it, just all sorts of stuff. And I can feel old. <laughs> Actually, Arthur came out when I was a senior in high school. So those movies, I was already in my fifties when those movies came out. So wait, so uh, so what? Uh, so well, in terms of horror, so I like everything too. So horror is my favorite genre. I collect action figure. I collect everything. Horror and superheroes basically is my thing. But he doesn't dust them. Um, but. But I, I like all of them, but horror is really like my favorite. Um, I'm I, I watch a little bit of everything. So, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Like either growing growing up and now, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Okay, um, well, I was a big fan of, um, well, like, like I said, I, I like the, the kind of bump in the dark kind of movies. So, I liked movies that 
Like uh, there's a film called Ghost Story. That's one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, I watched love that. Love that. So don't even have not even seen it, and it drives me nuts because you got like Mount Rushmore of actors in this thing. You got Douglas Fairbanks Jr. You got John Houseman. You got um, maybe it is. Yeah, that's is, is that yeah, a, Astaire, that, yeah. I mean, it's just Fred Astaire was in that. Fred Astaire was in that. It's just it's a great. wonderful movie, wonderful. And she was the the scariest woman in the world was the lead girl. I know. She's floating in the water. I mean, scary is all hell. Yeah, and all, all she did was just kind of it was minimalist. It was all in the performance. She just kind of stared this unearthly stare at you, and it was beautiful. It was a, a thriller. A, a, I love that. You and I love love that movie. Jimmy, we'll watch it tonight. Yeah, I want to watch it. Oh, it's fabulous. Great one. Just fabulous. Yeah. What are some of the other ones? What are some other films that you like do do? So if you like Bump in the Night, so you're not really like a Jason, a Jason or a Freddy or a Chucky. You're not really a Jason Freddy oh, or a Chucky. Oh, oh, I watch all of those, but I don't put those in my favorites list. You know, those are kind of if they're on, yeah, I get amusement and I'll watch them. Um, I, I actually have a favorite Friday the Thirteenth and an unfavorite Friday the Thirteenth. But which is which? Which is your favorite and which is your unfavorite? Well, four four is actually the best Friday the Thirteenth movie. Although six is probably the best movie. That's the one that uh, they tried to turn Jason into like a universal monster. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen all of them. We've had everybody who's played Jason on the show. So how how person. about Paul? How about the black and white Night of the Living Dead? Love it, love was it. I, I got to meet George Romero. Got to meet uh, John Russo. I've talked with them ad nauseum about it. I, it drives me nuts the copyright issue that those guys never really saw a penny from that movie. Oh, that's a sin. But yeah. we never saw human beings being burnt. It was the first time we saw flesh on fire, and it was the most nauseating, frightening thing. I love that film. It's a great movie. Yeah, that, great. a fabulous movie. From With, that. Everything else today came from that film. Exactly. Yeah, no, there was no, what we know as zombies oh, yeah. didn't exist prior to that. It was all like the, the Haitian mind control kind of stuff. Right. Life, that was all from that. The only zombie movies we ever had was with black people when they would be like this and they painted eyeballs on their eyelids. <laughs> and that was the zombie, was the black person in the swamp of the jungle. And of course, the heroin always got captured by the zombie but nobody ate flesh right and when they shot that they didn't even call it zombies it wasn't zombies they called them ghouls um yeah it was, it was, it was a voodoo voodoo people all right Actually, i was i used to be pretty good friends with bill heinzman who was the, the zombie you know from the original night of the living dead and and uh George Romero, and we're friends with George Romero's son. Mm -hmm. um, he's been on the show a bunch of times. But they really have come a long way with zombies, boy. Now they have zombies from out of space. <laughs> <laughs> they have it's zombies. industry unto itself now. I don't really know if I like bumping knock movies. I don't know if I like see too many of them, actually. Like, I actually uh, have always, I don't know, I, I like all the, like, classic, you know, the, the ones that everybody, like, likes. And then there's certain movies that I've seen that were so bad. There's one movie I've seen, now I forgot the name of it, but I couldn't, I could never even watch it again. I like The Haunting. That was wonderful. Haunting is a good one. Uh, yeah, I like, I like haunting movies generally. Have you seen The Changeling? That's another one that I'm yes. a fan of. With uh, George C. Scott, where he moves into a house and there's the ghost of a murdered, like, toddler in the house. And, and they gave the the ghostly aberration, the personality of a toddler. It was fascinating, I thought. 
you know, and that's another one of those bump in the night ones. So, so many good films that don't need all the blood and guts. And I tell that to all of our friends who are producers and movie makers, and I'm in a lot of them and I, and I don't like them. Um, thankfully I've never been chopped up in a movie and I hope never to be. I so. like it. So, so it was Maya, how many films have you directed? Is that, it was Maya, your, is that your first film that you've directed that's yours or have you directed a bunch of other ones? Uh, I've directed three films. Um, this is the biggest one of the, the three. Um, and they're all kind of non-conventional in their own way and that they're, they're horror films. But again, I, I try to intentionally veer away from exploding heads and things like that because you know there's a hundred other guys making exploding heads movies um, right no no I, I think that's actually a really smart way you know you, you said something earlier that you said you know when people see it you want them to know that it's a Paul C. Hemis film you know and like so so you will have and, and Marcel the director we're talking he also has his own style and and uh, I think that's a great way you know to approach it because as you grow on you know you don't want to be like everybody else anyway so it puts you, it sets you apart from the crowd let's talk true business here Marcel Waltz did a film called Blind, which is an, a masterpiece. You should watch it. Blind, a masterpiece. Okay. But he didn't make any money. The film won a million awards, didn't make any money. Now he made a couple of chop em up bloody shit, made a lot of money. <laughs> so there you go. The audiences are not ready for intelligent films. They yeah, want to yeah. smoke pot and scream. But you guys know the uh, the phrase "one for them, one for me." Yes, so that's kind of my approach to it. Is if somebody wants me to to make a you know you know an exploding head movie, fine, I'll make an exploding head. But in return, back me up on this lower budget you know kind of experimental thing that I want to do. That's uh, maybe, you know maybe audience has to find. You know, but make it worth their while. Yeah, you'll make a ton of money on this exploding head movie. So give me, you know, give me an olive branch over here. And I think that might be the the methodology that works for people. The worst movies that we've seen, and we see them all because we got everybody's copy. <laughs> and I don't lie because I don't want to lie. Uh, people trust my word, and I will say to them, less blood, more story. And they say, Ron, I want to make money. One movie we saw was wonderful. There was blood and guts in it, but they took a long time getting there. And the critic wrote, too long of a wait for blood and guts or whatever. So they want it right away. Open the movie, have somebody explode, and you got a hit. So I don't get it. I don't understand what has happened to film. It's definitely not like it used to be. Yeah, I don't no, get that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with it because I'm so my favorite genre is like the torture porn stuff. So, so like I, I'm really big, like the Saw franchise, really big for me. Um, I loved it. Okay, let me let me wait, let me no, let, no, I want to interrupt. Let me make a major point here. Psycho, we saw blood going down a drain and we were mortified. Black and we, white blood, too. You didn't, yeah, the shock of blood, blood. right now, now. If we saw that, we don't even know what happened. We avoid it. We go. We roll right over it. Okay, where's the real thing? We have become desensitized. There's nothing you could give the audience now to make them vomit or shock. Hitchcock did it with blood in a bathtub. Do you understand my point? What are we going to do next to make the audience scream? 
They see somebody's head blow up and they go like this. Oh, that's cool. Lately, oh, man, is, of, is that cool? Lately, there's a lot of penises getting chopped off. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually optimistic about this in this regard. The model for making money in the streaming age has changed a little bit in that uh, – uh, and this isn't my theory. I've had other people have told me this, so I won't take credit for it. But the movies, when you go on to like a Hulu or Netflix or something, it's kind of like a, going to a Golden Corral buffet. You go in and there's like 50 options. Oh my God, this is wonderful. Look at all these choices. But really, people are going to eat the mac and cheese. They're going to eat the fried chicken. They're going to eat the pizza. The ambrosia is going to be thrown out at the end of the night. The four bean salad is going to be thrown out at the end of the night. The same applies to what you go on. If you go, go on to Hulu, what are all these films that we're seeing? I mean, most of them uh, have very limited appeal, very limited. They're all low budget things. What they are is the four bean salad. They're the filler. So that when you go on to, to Hulu, it's like, wow, look at all these options. Even though their statistics show people are still watching the three or four right. movies because there's yes. no marketing for these others. So I would argue that these kind of mid to lower uh, budgeted kind of like Blumhouse and things like that should be making more films like the stuff I'm talking about because what do you got to lose? It's filler anyway. If it gets out there and seen and it hits. And I agree. Okay. I mean, hang on, we got to go because we got one minute. Oh, wait, so I want to go. Marcel has a movie where you see a man's penis being chopped off. Okay? Sensationalism. The film is a hit. I said, next thing they should do is put firecrackers up a woman's snatch and blow it off. <laughs> watch her There's pussy, an idea for watch you. Her, watch <laughs> her pussy go into a million no, hang pieces. On, so hang on. You you got, it yourself. Yeah, I got you. We have one minute. So we hang would on. have you guys, a hit, Paul. You guys, this we is would have Paul C. Hemis. You can follow, first of all, his uh, his Instagram is Fancy Lad Films, you guys. Um Please let Matt know when the movie comes out, and we'll let everybody know, you know, because we have a big following, and that way when it's streaming, we'll get a lot of people to pay attention and watch it for you. Um, I think it's really great. I want to congratulate you. Uh, number one, I want to congratulate you on coming through, you know, having tumor in your brain and that yes, everything is good. So I'm wonderful. very happy for you and your family. Thank number God two, I'm happy that you got a movie that's got, you know, all these awards and nominations. Congratulations yep. on that. And we expect big things from you as you progress your career. Thank you both. Um, life's been good to me. Yes, good, thank good you so much for coming Paul. on the show. And thank we'll, you, thank you. We for wish your... you all the best with everything. And we want right. to thank Matt Chasen for setting this whole thing up for us. So thank you so and much, Matt. Paul, all right. Thanks for all your info, Paul. All right, have Take a good care, one. Bro. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for coming on the show, listening. This Next week we're going to have a really fun show, you guys. Um, we have uh, a really cool guest already lined up, Lee Waddell, who's the original Ghostface and Scream um, which should be a lot of fun since that's such a huge movie. So it's going to be fun. Thanks, chat room. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Juan. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest newest and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.